coming up on See, Hear, Love. Also the verse specifically that talks about uh, the Lord seeks to satisfy us with good things. Um, I used to think that that meant, oh, like a good relationship. God will satisfy me with good relationship. And then just in this last month, I've just been realizing, no, that good thing is, is God. Thanks for joining us on another episode of See Here Love. And this is a special one. I've got Joanna LaFleur here because we're going to be talking about our new Next Gen web series and show that you're hosting. How do you feel yeah. about that? Host? I'm pumped. <laughs> it was uh, really fun to do this conversation and to listen and learn from Next Gen. Like we're talking late teens okay. into late 20s and um, hear what their world is like because it's different than you know, mine and from yours. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think that's why we decided we were talking about this and going, we do need to have a conversation of next yeah. guns because we need to learn. What do you think, Joe, is, is the disconnect? Because sometimes older people don't want to really learn. They want to tell, show, you know, kind of like say, this is, this is how it was, this is what you need to do. But we're actually listening, you're listening. Yeah, well, um, to quote a friend, what's the best part of listening to young people is listening to young people. You know, <laughs> we get good. to listen and, yeah. and to learn from them. But uh, the world has changed mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that they don't need wisdom and experience from those who have gone before, but it is different than, than the world we grew especially because of this digital experience that is so much a part of every part of our lives and is the only life that they know. We would remember before digital, we remember before the internet came oh, to our yes. homes, but wow. for the people we're talking to, they do not remember that time. And so it does mean that it affects all aspects of how they think about their future and their career, how they make money, yeah. um, you know, how they do relationships and dating and education, how they think about God and the options of yeah. religions and opinions out there. It's all affected by that. So of course, we all need and they long for mentorship, mm -hmm. but of course we sometimes just need to be quiet and listen a little more so we can give better advice. Uh, now this show that we're gonna actually feature here is about online and real relationships, which was really interesting mm. for me because really there is a block. I, you know, I have a 14, 17 year old teenagers and I was always like, can you really have real friendships and relationships right. with people that you've only met online? Because I didn't think so. And my teenagers were very clear, yes, you can. Right. And you go there. And I'm yeah. so thankful for that, Joe, because I, there is a disconnect in that way. Yeah, studies seem to show that uh, if you're about under the age of 40 now, or maybe 35, uh, you believe you can have real, genuine, authentic friendships, relationships with people you've never met on the internet. You do think it would be amazing to meet them in person one day, mm -hmm. but you can have a real friendship with someone you know, around the world. So that's why it was so important for you to do this show, especially mm -hmm. on relationships, because you know, relationships are important for all of us, but it, it, it just seems so unique in the way uh, next gen define and interact. Well, and especially dating relationships. So we right. get into all that in this okay. conversation, right? Romantic relationships and how, again, how the internet has affected even how we meet romantic partners and what might've been very creepy 20 years ago <laughs> or for the most desperate of people uh, now is the fairly normal way people meet, which is, you know, online dating. Okay. Um, and so we're gonna talk about that and see how they feel about that whole world. Okay. And so there's still lots of room for wisdom from older people. 
enjoy this episode after hours where we talk about dating and relationships with next generation. Hey, did you know that there are more than 40 million people in slavery today? That's more than ever before in human history. And IJM Canada is working to end slavery in our lifetime. Imagine that. IJM Canada's mission is to protect people in poverty, protect them from violence by rescuing victims, bringing criminals to justice, restoring survivors to safety and strength, and helping local law enforcement build a safe future that lasts. So check out IJM.ca to find out how you can become a freedom partner and take a stand against injustice wherever it's happening. Hello, my friends. Welcome to After Hours Conversations. This is a series of five conversations happening as part of See Here Love for the season, where we're talking to the next generation. We're talking Gen Z and millennials, and we want to hear from them. The whole point of this whole series is to hear from people like you. So I want to introduce you to who I'm with. I'm Joanna LaFleur, and on my left, we have Matt. We have Michaela and we have Hunter joining us for the conversation today. The topic of the day is relationships and dating. So it's it's a huge topic and uh, we're gonna solve everybody's problems in uh, 30 minutes or less, right? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, maybe not, but we, we really wanna hear from you. Uh, we wanna hear what you think, what it's like going through friendships and dating relationships right now in 2021-2022. So uh, we're going to start that off with a little game. This, please take a paddle, everyone. Please take a paddle, pass one down. What I need you to do, I'm going to give you a choice, and you have to decide which one is your preference. So A or B. All right, ready? A, share food. B, don't share my food. Oh, it also food. depends what it is. <laughs> okay, fries. Share your fries, don't share oh, your yeah. fries. Yeah, I think that's fine. Don't share. He's don't not sharing share. with you. I'll be honest, sure, I forgot fine. which side was which. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phone in the bathroom, A, or no phone in the bathroom, B. Be honest. This is a dating question? Well, this is just this is just a real question okay. about life. Okay. okay. <laughs> phone in the bathroom or no phone in Would the bathroom? Would you text people from the bathroom? Yes. A oh. or no B. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, everybody's bringing their phone. We know how it is. Sometimes you're on a run. You got to schedule stuff. Right? Um, exactly. All right. And the last one, say hello in person. A, slide into the DMs. B. A. A. Oh, in person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. B might be more yeah. practical in some cases, yeah. but A is always the preferable. It's more, more right. sincere. Yeah, it's more exactly. sincere. You need more courage, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little weird if you just show up randomly and they don't know you. But <laughs> yeah, no. You got to start somewhere. That's right. Exactly. Okay, everyone, we want to hear also from people on the streets. We went out onto the streets of Toronto to hear from people about what they think about relationships and dating. So let's go there now. Have you made a new friend during COVID? Have you made a new friend in the last year? Yeah, um, I have at work. So I have done some new friends at work. I work in the aviation industry and I've managed to switch airlines and I've managed to meet a couple of new friends. Um, I would say I have, I think, like using social media a lot more. Uh, yeah, I have. And uh, how, do you, how do you make friends through COVID? Um, more through social media probably because we we're like unable to go out anywhere, right? So um, 
that was like one of the only ways to do that, I think. Um, at work. Yeah, I work in the hospital, so. There's definitely been apps that I've used that I wouldn't have used had we not been in COVID, just because being locked down, trying to be social, reaching out on different apps. So I think for sure, just some new friends. Do you, like, do you think like friends you make online, are they like real legit friends or is it different than your friends in real life? I would say that it's not the same as like real life friends. Um, but like, I think it could be like a start to like making a real friend, but like it depends if it, if it remains online or not kind of thing, so. No, no, not even close. You, you can't really replicate certain things that you do in person, whether it's going to a restaurant, a bar, meeting up to go to a Jays game. There's just things you can't replicate online and a friendship's never really true unless you actually meet them in real life, right? Um, girls just make oh my God, we were talking about yeah, this last we were just night. About this. Um, I think so. I, I don't think it's as common as most people would want, but I think it's it's a possible thing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Of course. As I've read David Ash's book Simple Wealth, I've been struck by how passionate he is to see people thriving financially, so they can focus less on money and more on what God has called them to do and the impact they want to have with their lives. Can you imagine that? Not stressing about finances so that you can do what God has called you to do. I'm in, sign me up. You know, the audio book is less than three hours long and it's a complete roadmap that will guide you to financial freedom so you can have a greater impact in the world. So if you feel like you might be starting too late or if you don't know where to start and just need simple steps to guide you when it comes to, listen to this, important things everyone, saving, investing, and building wealth, then I really encourage you to pick up Simple Wealth at simplewealthbooks.com slash see here love. So see here love is passionate about justice for everyone, everywhere. And that's why we are so honored to partner with IJM Canada, an organization working toward just that. IJM Canada's mission is to protect people in poverty from violence by rescuing victims, bringing criminals to justice, restoring survivors to safety and strength, and helping local law enforcement build a safe future that lasts. If you'd like to be a part of this work, go to ijm.ca and find out how you can become a freedom partner today and help rescue and protect millions of people worldwide. Okay, we are back in studio. We've got Matt, we've got Hunter, we've got Michaela, and we want to have a discussion about relationships and dating today. We're going to try and conquer the whole thing. And one of the conversation topics I wanted to bring to you today that uh, I think has some differences of opinions and difference of opinions in Christian culture too. And we brought this question to the streets of Toronto as well. What do you think about can guys and girls be friends? I'd love to hear from you. What do you, th what do you think? Can guys and girls be friends? Is that a real thing? I, I think so. Like, well, I, I don't know. I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for like two years. But like I was also interested in her a lot before those two years, so it's like I always really liked her. But I think you can just be friends with a girl. Like I don't know. What do you guys think? Personally, I think, I think so too. I think yeah. you can be friends with like well, for me, a guy for sure, because like it, friendship, I think, is like a good base to start a relationship too. So, um, but I'm not even looking for that for you know like with my other guy friends. But I think it's just it's good give or take, you know between each other, so I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, but do, I mean, do you feel like 
with every person of the opposite sex that you maybe have to do the check, like, is this a friend or is this a possibility of something more? Do you feel like you can be friends and that's all it is? Or you're always doing a little bit of a define, DTR, define the relationship? I think that it just all depends on your personal boundaries. I think if you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. obviously, you have more boundaries mm -hmm. with um, sure. your friendships with the opposite gender than if uh, maybe you weren't in a relationship. But also, those boundaries should probably be consistent. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, I think it just all comes from your intention and your heart posture and making sure that you're communicating that in that relationship right. and that friendship um, so that there's no mixed signals and um, you're honoring them and honoring yourself in that. Right. So you're saying it's more about the communication between guys and girls. That's where it can fall apart as opposed to, uh, I don't know, like a romantic tension. Yeah, I think uh, especially with reference to in many cultures and many respects the the talking stage of a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, say say more about that because you both laughed. What does that mean? I don't know. It's funny because I I feel like generations before us like would just date, yeah. but like now there's like this talking stage where it's really like, do we actually want to date? And so talking means your friends. I don't even know what it what, means. What, <laughs> <laughs> thing about it you yeah. really don't know what it means like yeah. it's just so yeah, muddled talking. right and it's just it's it's a pre-dating before the actual dating or before claiming someone that's basically yeah. what it is but yeah. like it's it can be tiring at I think because yeah. it's like you're just going through the motions and it's like it, you come up empty at the end of it you're just like oh okay so it's not gonna work out wasted six months on that cool <laughs> move on <laughs> yeah you know yeah so, for sure yeah well and yeah. it's sort of it is like dating of yeah. some old-fashioned 1950s where they would do the same, they'd talk, but yeah. they just did it like in person, yeah. in a, I don't know, an old-time <laughs> milkshake yeah. shop. Yeah, it's yeah. like low-key like the courting of dating. Yeah, so exactly. It sounds like really weird and yeah. traditional, but like yeah. Yeah. that's kind of how it's you true. can put it. It makes true. relationships a little more um, nuanced than they probably ought to be, yeah. um, but I think that clear communication and just being upfront about your feelings can sure. really just cut through that talking stage and just help everyone feel a little more at ease. Yeah. Sure. We're gonna take a break right now and we're gonna come back with the panel after The Good Word and we wanna hear more from them about what church taught them about dating and relationships. Thanks so much, my name is Nick and today's good word is that you would only take fruity advice. So here's what I mean by that. When it comes to the world of dating, everyone has an opinion. Your mom, your friends, your pastor, every TikToker you see has some sort of information they're trying to pass on to you. So how do you cut through the noise and listen to only what is good or fruitful, or in this case, fruity? So Matthew 7, 16 says this, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? The obvious answer being no. Good fruit comes from good trees, bad fruit comes from bad trees. So when you're navigating the dating world and you're navigating uh, the building of your relationship, think about fruitfulness. Think about couples in your life that are exemplifying a sort of fruit that you wanna see in your future life. Ask yourself questions about the couples in your life, like, do they still like each other? That's really important. Are they kind? Do they still show up to serve other people before themselves? Think about the relationship that you wanna have Look for that fruit, and when you've identified those couples or people, listen to them specifically. So uh, couples have, uh, a lot of married couples have been through a lot of different 
things. And so they've navigated a lot of circumstances and so they're helpful when it comes to navigating our own relationship. You might be in a relationship that has kind of run its course and they might be able to give the perspective to help you through that decision. They also might be able to help you in a, in a tough relationship to know that you actually need to persevere a little bit or ask the right questions or have this specific hard conversation. The unpopular thing, the thing that nobody tells you is that a lot of people also re-enter old relationships. And again, wise couple, fruitful relationships can help you know when it might be time to pick up and restore an old relationship. Either way, look for fruitfulness in the person teaching you and that will be a, a, a Jesus-like way to cut through the noise and get really great advice. We're back with the panel discussion. We have Matt, Michaela, and Hunter here and we're talking about relationships and dating. So the question I have to ask, of course, online dating, dating apps, what do you think of them? Do, you don't have to out yourself, but do people you know use them? What do you think? I know a lot of people that use them. Um, I'll out myself, I, d I don't. Uh, I personally just, I like to know that my intention is like directed and towards one person and that like I can think of that as being a nice thing to do for someone. While I know that apps are sort of just about volume and then you <laughs> narrow it down and you get to know people sort of like the talking phase that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, you have that with multiple different people. You're trying to get to know people and you're probably going to get confused. Um, might remember something about the wrong person and they've never done yeah. that before. <laughs> so I think for my brain, mentally confusing uh, and I think that the intentions um, are different, especially in the Christian world. Yeah, yeah, interesting. What do you yeah. think, Michaela? Yeah. How do you feel about online dating? Well, actually, my cousin met her husband through online oh, dating. No yeah, way. so I know it does. It can work yeah. out, right? Right. So for me personally, I've only used I used it a couple of times, but then I deleted it right away because I'm like, I have to meet the person. Like, I need to do a face-to-face -face thing. Like, I want to meet the person organically. Hunter, what do you think about online dating? Obviously, you have a girlfriend right now. Mm -hmm. How did you meet? So we met at camp. Okay. So camp. I, I've never used online dating before. Like literally total oblivious to what that world is. Uh, but yeah, we met at camp. I, I think it's a great way to meet. And I think it's fun when you're in communities like that where you get to spend so much time with someone. Um, especially because I did a canoe trip. So like I'm in like the worst form and like like literally like just dirty and stink all the time because I'm on a 10 day <laughs> canoe trip. And you know, she still liked me. So that's good. <laughs> uh, so what did church teach you, if you remember, youth group, church, culture, what do you remember were some of the things they taught you about relationships? If anything, was it a topic that was discussed? Uh, first, we'll start there, and then I want to see if you still, like, if you still agree with it. But what did, what did church or your youth group culture teach you about dating? We'll start here. Yeah, personally, I don't remember anything about <laughs> dating. Um, I remember getting, like, the sex talk yeah, and... Yeah, yeah you know, wait until marriage and huh. stuff like that. But I never remember any sermons on dating. So if you were my pastor or youth pastor, sorry if you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't remember anything. I think just like listening to podcasts and stuff nowadays oh, yeah. is how I've like learned and grown in that way. But all of them pretty much exclusively start with 
So the Bible doesn't tell us too much about dating, but here's some nifty tips and tricks <laughs> on like how to pursue someone in yeah. the world today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michaela, you're saying, yeah, what, what do you remember um, from, from being taught in church culture? Well, honestly, same with Matthew. I can't remember specifically, but I do remember like the sex talk for sure. And uh, keeping yourself pure. Like that was like number one at church. It was like, you can't, you know, go out and do all that, you know, stuff on the side. You have to be, remain pure to stay, you know, in your faith walk. You have to, sometimes I know like um, at my friend's church, they have to have like a mentor walking through like a relationship with them. Like if they're with someone, they have to be there, you know, talking to them and stuff like that. Yeah, and I would say, how are you? I would say I learned some stuff about dating. Like, I think there's one series. It was like an Andy Stanley series. Um, and it pretty much talked, it was the same vibe though. Like, very like, God, keep yourself pure. Like, you talk about, I don't know if you guys heard this, like people take like a year off from like dating. Is that a thing? I've never heard yeah. of that. I don't know. Yeah, so like, I don't feel like- I mean, that some was, people take like 20 years yeah. off. I, I, I mean, But yeah. like, there's like, like, definitely there's this thing amongst like my peers where it's like, oh, I'm taking a year off for Jesus and I'm not gonna talk to any girls. And then that's definitely a thing that was taught. I don't think I ever did it. Yeah. So, so that's the that's the last question that I want to get to. When you think of whether they taught you about it or not, um, do you feel like you agree? Like, is there anything that you're like, I'm gonna leave that on the side. That doesn't work for me anymore. Or the opposite. There's something that that I was taught that I'm gonna carry through. Is there something you want to? I feel. I don't know. I feel like the way that it's always been taught me in church is very like this is the right way to do it and like this is how God wants you to do it and this is right. the only way you can do it and like I think that's kind of tough because it's like puts you in the situation of like how am I supposed to find someone that I like when I'm like just totally like put my put my head in this one direction of how you do it um, yeah. so I think it's interesting and I think it's also influenced from like small group leaders too where it's like this is how I dated and like this right. is how you have to as well so it's like really hard to kind of manage your influences when it comes to dating because there's just so many like ideas thrown at you that like it's just hard to hard to understand and know what's like right for you and like right in your relationship. So there's some there's some advice there's, you're gonna carry with oh, you. For sure, yeah. yeah, there's I, mean, yeah. I love what you said too yeah. about this idea of mentorship yeah. or or you didn't say it in those words, but like yeah. you're looking to leaders and how mm -hmm. did they do it yeah. and that's impacting how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about I mean for as you sort of said not as much teaching on it as you yeah. remember, but are there some principles you you think in Christian culture that you'd like to throw away, or some that are really important to what you're what you're doing now? I think that um, similar to a lot of church traditions, um, I know looking at Catholicism specifically and the liturgies that they go through. When I was younger, I had no place for that in my life. I didn't really understand it, but as I grow in my faith and in my journey with God, I see so much more depth and meaning and intimacy with God through those liturgies that I think a lot of the ways that the church teaches hold similar values, mm -hmm. the way that people have gone before me and have said these things and have learned these things for themselves. And I think when we're young, we can't quite understand it. Um, like the idea of trusting God with everything and being completely satisfied in Christ. Um, also the verse specifically that talks about uh, the Lord seeks to satisfy us with good things. Um, I used to think that that meant, oh, like a good relationship. God will satisfy me with good relationship. And then just in this last month, I've just been realizing, no, that good thing is, is God. Wow. And when we're satisfied in him fully in that, then we can be a blessing to other people. And um, ultimately, I think that the way that the church has gone about it has often been 
mistaken in a lot of ways, but not out of the wrong place. I think the younger generation just needs to be taught a little bit more on like, what do these things look like? These big terms that you throw around, trust in the Lord, all of these things. How can the church better teach young people what that looks like in their own lives? Right. Um, and I think that that will help carry forward um, dating and relationships and just everything generally in the church. Yeah. Um, Okay, this group has said a lot, but what we want to do now is pause and we want to go to Melinda Estabrooks, the host of See Her Love, because we want to hear uh, some reflections on what this group has said. We want to distill down what has really stood out to her. So let's go to Melinda now. As I've read David Ash's book, Simple Wealth, I've been struck by how passionate he is to see people thriving financially so they can focus less on money and more on what God has called them to do and the impact they want to have with their lives. Can you imagine that? Not stressing about finances so that you can do what God has called you to do. I'm in, sign me up. You know, the audio book is less than three hours long and it's a complete roadmap that will guide you to financial freedom so you can have a greater impact in the world. So if you feel like you might be starting too late or if you don't know where to start and just need simple steps to guide you when it comes to, listen to this, important things everyone, saving, investing, and building wealth, then I really encourage you to pick up Simple Wealth at simplewealthbooks.com slash seeherlove. Wow, Joe, you did such a great job. Thanks. You did a really great job. And I loved us in the kitchen. It was really chill. And yeah, well, and I'm so glad you could be there to listen, mm -hmm. although you weren't necessarily in the conversation. You heard, and that's the point. You were listening, yeah. you were hearing the whole thing. And that's really my encouragement, too, to Gen X and to boomers who are watching mm -hmm. this episode uh, to listen and to learn. Yeah. Um, there's so much that has changed, but the core things are the same. People want love, connection, meaningful relationships, and we need wisdom from people who've gone before us. How to navigate that whole world. And, you know, please pray for them. Pray for us yeah, as we navigate that. it. And Joe, I think you're just, you're like ready for this. Mm -hmm. Like you are a millennial, but I just love that your heart is for the next generation. Yeah. You know, and sometimes millennials get a bad rap. Like, oh, they're just about themselves, but I really am inspired and encouraged by you that you're really wanting to connect with next generation and lead them well and listen to them. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's, uh, it's a joy to, to be part of it, and I'm just so grateful for the privilege of, of having these conversations. So thanks for the yeah. opportunity. Amazing, amazing. Well, if you want to watch the full After Hours conversation on online and real relationships and learn like I did, uh, about next generation in this area, go to our See Her Love YouTube channel. You'll see the full web series and show. You can hear their show on our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah, Joe, you'll be writing a blog. There's, there's going to be a lot of like um, sort of support resources and material yeah. for this because I think we all need to learn. That's right. We all need to learn. Final thought, Joe, just as far as in relationships like this, the Jesus part of it all. Like we can't forget Jesus, but how do you bring him in into sort of this confusing world of relationships and, and, and digital too. Yeah, well, I, I loved what one of the panelists, Matt, talked about with how he thinks about his relationships as a follower of Christ, that as he's trying to be more like Jesus uh, and work that out in his relationships, you know, that's the thing we all need to do, whatever our age and the thing we need to encourage and pray for and build into other people. Yeah. And so, you know, Jesus is in all of our relationships 
but what if we actually, you know, wanted to be more like him and, and offered him to other people, whether dating or in friendship, whatever it may be, you know, that's the opportunity we have to be like Jesus, yes. to know him more and to offer him to other people. Amazing. Best way to end the show and always know as we end and Joe again, such a great job. Always know this, that you are seen, you are heard and deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us and don't forget to check out After Hours Conversation. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre for Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing See Here Love. You can write to Crossroads, PO Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R 4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.